Hello everyone. Welcome to this edition of Get Coached podcast. This is me Anirudh, your host for the podcast. We are coming back after a break, but then we do promise to come with regular episodes. So today I have with me Mr. Subhash, who is the founder CEO of Regal Unlimited, and we would be discussing about depression. Depression as we know is a silent killer, and he is here to share his perspective on how coaching and being a coach can help people who are depressed so thank you subhash for being here with us today so for the sake of our listeners if you could just share a little bit about yourself your company and the 10 years you just celebrated recently thank you anirudh and thanks for reviving the podcast after a gap Uh, this has been something on my mind for some time happy to be on air with all the listeners here and thanks for your patience and as anirudh said we will keep it more regular with less breaks in the future uh, in the in the meantime uh, during the g- during the break we celebrated 10 years of regal unlimited 10 years of touching lives through professional coaching coach training and mentoring and healing uh, we have been blessed to you know do this transformational work over the last 10 years and thanks to every client who trusted us every well-wisher every partner in crime who who stayed with us over the last 10 years uh it's been a, a great journey with with its own ups and downs both as an entrepreneur and as a coach for me but looking back i'm grateful for the overall experience now this morning i was talking to uh, an aspiring coach from the us he was asking me uh, what is the potential of coaching in india and beyond if i become a professional coach so you know i said i had asked the same question i had gone around doing some research in 2012 uh, when i was setting up regal unlimited and getting into professional coaching so i said uh, the market looked very good at that point of time waiting to explode but i know i was telling today i can update you that the market has not exploded yet at the same time i'm grateful that you know it has not really exploded in that sense because that the market is growing very organically so you know uh, while there are some areas that we need to improve as as a community of practice professional coaches but generally it's been a very healthy growth of professional coaching in india and and i'm glad that you know i'm i'm one of the small players in this field contributing to this growth of professional coaching in india so this podcast among lot of other initiatives that we have taken up at regal unlimited is is an effort to spread pure and classical coaching the coaching that is based on you know the icf emcc framework at regal we also bring together the best of you know the western science and philosophy with the eastern spirituality and that's what we do very well at regal unlimited uh so andrew did make a mention about depression as a topic wrong topic to pick up to revive a podcast but then you know uh, it, it's very important last week uh, you know on another platform menza i spoke about layoffs by the big tech companies and others you know by layoff by big tech companies something very new now uh, when people lose jobs it's 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 traumatic experience for them it's traumatic experience for their near and dear ones family friends and others 
when people at big tech companies lose their jobs it's a disaster because these are the smartest of people generally we know our iitians and iims have gone to these big brands and you know they, they do very well these are these are the best talent the cream of the talent who have gone there imagine they they get a mail uh, and uh, saying that they are fired or they are, they are on today is the last day pack up it's not easy for anyone including these high profile leaders so uh, this round of layoff is also man made just as perhaps the pandemic has been i, I read a uh, report that for the last 3 years facebook has increased their uh, hiring by some three times between 2019 and 22 maybe you know these tech companies were too aggressive to hire people now uh, so one of the fallout of retrenchment or layoff is depression and that extreme depression can lead to suicides now you know uh, the amount of farmer death that gets reported in india it's a shame for us as a democracy as, as a great civilization farmers giving up their lives so between farmers to corporate executives and others lot of people are taking their lives very unfortunate now um, Uh, that there is an extreme extreme form of depression but there are a lot of minor depression there, there there are a lot of things that we face uh, on a day to day basis that impacts us immensely very often we are not aware of it we are not present to our feelings you know if i am angry now i am not even aware that i am angry but that emotion is taking a toll on my health somewhere somewhere some organs some part of my body is impacted so every physical ailment starting from a common cold or fever to the more dangerous like uh, you know diabetes bp or even cancer it starts with emotions so uh, uh, some of this serious depression can result in suicides with a lot of others that go unchecked untreated and a lot of us are not aware so why why i brought this also was incidentally 7 years ago i lost one of my best friends i know somebody uh, who was my classmate in my b school we played you know both of us were uh, basketball players he was a great player uh, and i also was not a bad player but you know uh, i had played basketball and football with him he was one of the best athletes i have seen ever in my life right through my campus days and you know we lost him to a cardiac arrest in the us and and you no know, i read this article uh, that i referred to uh, in my mensa circle that david brooks has written uh, about his dear friend childhood friend for five decades a doctor successful doctor very happy married man and with two boys somebody gave up his life so what what goes in the mind of a person educated doctor that they take extreme step of committing suicide you know this this intrigues me somebody who so learned and you know i can understand illiterate farmer to some extent but you know uh, a doctor who is blessed to heal people how can somebody take such an extreme step so uh, why i am bringing this in a get coast podcast is we all have a responsibility towards you know our near and dear ones for sure but also people in our society we have a social responsibility uh, we are so cut off from reality today thanks to the distraction by gadgets and other things you know, including our work we are very busy business is a bigger killer today so uh, i feel both as coaches and other uh, professionals 
and also corporate executives and other leaders we have responsibility towards the wellness of people around us yeah in any follow up question anirudh so i would like to acknowledge you for being open and vulnerable about your friend and also the story of david brooks so as a music lover we lost chester bennington to suicide and uh, after he committed suicide we realized that one of his best friends had also committed suicide and a uh, lot of linkin park songs are about pain so how uh, can we be present to know that whether a person is going through depression or not is my question number 1 because uh, looking back at linkin park songs we can understand the emotion was he so is actually kind of crying out for help so how do we know whether a person is going through that secondly if we do understand that they're going through it as a coach what can we do to help them you know uh, i remember my accounts teacher in my commerce bcom class saying that a uh, lot of problems can be solved if detected early including cancer uh, so you know he was talking in the context of financial accounting how uh, we all have a responsibility as accountants to look for this early warning signals similarly you know every case of suicide looking back there would have been triggers that we were just not open to we are not receptive to so uh, what can we do number one is to be receptive you know th- th- this article and this reminder of my friend thanks to the facebook memories this morning has just made me realize that i need to be more aware myself be receptive receptive to people around me uh, as an individual as a professional or even as a coach so m- making a choice to be receptive to others uh, around us is the first step it is still not easy you know i i fully agree it's not easy even for a professional uh, psychiatrist or a counselor to detect this early warning so a good space to be in is be genuinely concerned about the other person uh, you know even if you shift even if you see a shift in energy a dip in energy uh, this this subtle shifts we need to be aware of as a coach we are trained to pick up this because you know one of the competencies that we learn is uh, listening skills or listens actively says listen to what the client is saying and not saying so if you are open to that possibility i think we will get some early warning signals and if you pick up something it's a good idea to ask open ended questions how are you feeling for example it's a very good open ended question and allow the other person to experience that feeling typically the other person might give an answer which is not anything about feeling allow them to answer in terms of feeling so even if the person says something at a cognitive level ask them to connect with the feeling and say how do you feel but then to ask that question to get a genuine reply we need to build the trust with the other person and and that's the foundation that we have to build earlier so you know by the time you ask this question or even ask a deeper question if the client responds with something when i say client it could be family friend colleague anyone so if somebody gives you a cue that yeah i am struggling with something you know uh, be curious about it be genuinely careful and concerned about it don't be sympathetic about it be empathetic about it emotional intelligence in action is is a mantra that i leave all listeners with uh, uh, in this context so don't try to fix the problem for them even if you are able to give that unconditional space 
and you know a space that is non-judgmental for the client for the other person and they feel that you know you genuinely care for them that's a good starting point and if you genuinely pick up something then you know you should encourage in a, in a very non-interfering way non-pushy way to encourage them to seek help help is always available there is a lot of help available for not only this for everything but you know we don't we don't ask for help because either either we are you know th there's a shyness or we are reluctant to seek help or sometimes we are not aware that i need help you know so to that extent early morning sickness we have responsibility to pick up and help others with to seek help and help is always available yeah today in a well connected world there is more than you know multiple options to get help does it answer thank you for that for our last segment of the podcast has there been any case in your own coaching career where a client has come with depression or some addiction that is related to depression and where coaching has helped them to shift if yes please do share that and i also believe you had stated that in case a client needs help is a responsibility of the coach to direct them towards a professional so if you could answer these two that would be great uh from a coaching perspective i had a shocking uh, experience very recently i think less than a week not less than a week one month ago and i had a follow up session last week uh so uh, this had cut off in november it was ongoing engagement saying that i'm taking a break now and let us reconnect in the new year i said fine so i asked him also is everything good because i know he was very busy like all my coaching clients are executive coaching client he was a cxo of a of a very successful organization in bangalore so i asked him is everything okay he said yes all fine we'll connect in january and i also got busy as you know with our 10 year celebrations my personal trip uh, and in uh, the first new year i reached out to him generally uh, people lose tempo when they take a break but he surprised me by reconnecting and resuming the conversation so we had one session last uh, last month and the second session after the break last week so uh, the last month session he said uh, you know what surprised me was he said he had he had gone into a, a minor depression because of which he took the break and that was shocking for me so my first question was why didn't you reach out to me i mean all the more reason not to take a break you could have just spoken to me at least you should have shared with me so he said you know somehow i didn't feel like now this is a very important point this is a person ongoing engagement and you know my my coaching conversations are not individual conversation or engagement is a relationship i keep saying this he could have just picked up the phone and spoken to him but he didn't do that there is a trust he has shared everything with me on the coaching engagement on multiple conversations so trust everything is built in confidentiality but he just did not reach out to me when he needed that most this was my latest ex example and the reason was surprisingly again not something to do with work it is a trigger you know outside work so you know i had some idea about it but i didn't know how serious it was i'm giving this example because uh, it was an important lesson for me even our coaching clients who are going through the engagement might face such challenges so as a coach i am receptive enough though i asked him this customary question everything okay and all that stuff but maybe i could have done something a little more so uh, we you know we don't generally face clients who face such situations this is my one of uh, uh, cases otherwise generally as you know every conversation we make it an effort to leave the client more resourceful 
So typically we are, we are mindful about the progress of the client session to session, overall engagement. So typically the client does not slip in. But this particular case was an exception and it was also you know, less than three months old engagement. I, I hope and pray it is an exception. Uh, and, and what was the second question? So in case uh, you do discover that they have depression and uh, you have to uh, refer them to a professional, how would you do that? Yeah, it's a, it's a very tricky proposition. Now, uh, for the benefit of fellow coaches here and aspiring coaches, ICF is very strict about this. Uh, if as a coach, I discover that the client needs you know, an external help, counselor, psychiatrist, anything, I have no business to continue the conversation. So in a, in a very empowering way, I have to step back, let the client know that this is not working for me. And I have to ha manage it very well. It's not easy, but I have to be very mindful of the impact you know, uh, that it will have on the client when I, when I you know, pull the plug, even if it is temporarily. So that is the number one, that I, I kind of set a pause for the ongoing engagement or relationship. Second, you know, it differs from case to case. Uh, you know, in a, in a very uh, subtle and careful way, I have to inform the client that this is not working for me. Maybe uh, you can you can take some external help, and after you finish that, we can you can resume coaching with me. I mean, this is what comes to me as a generic answer, but it would be very specific to the client. Now, uh, you know, I'm not sure if uh, I'll be violating the spirit of ICF Code of Ethics, but I feel. Uh, I would also use uh, the, the situation to put in a word to their near and dear ones, you know, either the spouse or somebody in the family should know. So I feel it's not only directing them to a professional, but also before that, the family should know that, you know, this person perhaps needs help. This is very important. Also in a way that that other person does not overreact. So that can also have a, you know, negative impact on it. Uh, you know, I wouldn't typically tell them go and meet this particular person. But typically the answer is that, do you know someone who can give help? Saying that I, I kind of discourage from naming somebody, but uh, again, uh, if, if I feel strongly, uh, I, I, I'm very clear that I'm doing it for purely for the sake of the client. You know I'm, I'm a certified healer. I have friends in the fraternity of healing, including my wife, who can help. So I know I might point uh, to two, three healers or counselors or psychiatrists saying that you want to check check out on them. But you know, uh, it has to be in a very non-intrusive way. I'm also very mindful of all the you know negative connotation people have about mental wellness in our society. So that also I can't ignore. Uh, you know, these are the factors that we need to keep in mind when we address you know a, a situation where we get a feeling that this person needs help. But we have a big responsibility to help the client to find help. Thank you for sharing all that you did. Uh, thank you, listeners. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast and you found it informative. For all those listening, we would like to tell you that uh, there is always someone who loves you, who cares for you, and who is grateful for you. So be the change you want to see in the world, as Gandhiji says. So let's all do the best service we can do by at least hearing out and listening to what people have to say. Until next time, I wish you all a great time ahead. Hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.